Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Much love to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. I hope you had a good week. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next four hours. This is when I get started. 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 3 Pacific. It's Friday. I can now say it. We're only two days away. Two nights away from the Super Bowl. Been waiting on this thing for like two weeks now. Let's get it the hell over with. Thank you to everybody listening and locked in all over North America on the free Odyssey app, on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, people tuning in on Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody locked in on smart speakers. All you got to do is ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. Having a good time here in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much to our super producer and host, Ryan Hickey. He's holding it down for us on the boards in New York City. And as you could imagine, there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Super Bowl talk. There's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of football talk. Last night as we went off the air, the NFL handed out its most prestigious of awards the MVP award, coach of the year, defensive player of the year, yada, 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 yada. And it seemed like the Browns just just took every major award except for the MVP. We'll get into that momentarily. We got a lot of guests joining us here to get the Bay Area perspective on the Super Bowl, to get the 49ers perspective on the Super Bowl. In about uh, 15 to 20 minutes, we're going to have a conversation with Dieter Kurtenbach the Bay Area News Group columnist and KNBR host. So he writes, he's radio, he does it all. We're going to figure out what the hell is going on with those 49ers, what they need to do to go ahead to win this game. You know, any other pertinent information that we need to know. Is anybody feeling down? Is anybody feeling up? We're going to talk to Dieter about that in about 20 minutes. Also, we got a New Orleans Saint coming through next hour. He's, he's, Famous on the internet, he's catching passes and touchdowns. Uh, Jawan Johnson is going to come through and join us with his wife. Uh, Demontre Moore used to play for the 49ers. He's going to come through and talk to us. And I think I've, I've pretty much given you my prediction over the past several weeks, yes, because it's been weeks uh, since we had Championship Sunday in the NFL. Tonight I want to dive a little bit deeper. I'm going to give you my thoughts and predictions, and I'm going to ask the same of you. It's really that simple. If you want to participate in the show, I, I encourage it. I'm here with you. You're here with me. We're here with Ryan Hickey. We're all here together. The phone number is 
855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can go ahead and find and identify me. I am everywhere on the Internet. That is Twitter, X, Facebook, Instagram, all of that good stuff. I am at JR Sport Brief. That's at JR Sport Brief every place on social media. And so, man, I've been waiting on this. The last day, at least the last show, before the Super Bowl. The final game of the season. Season's going to end on Sunday, and then we will not see football. We won't see NFL football until September. The Kansas City Chiefs are back here. The 49ers are back here. No surprises based on what we've seen over the past couple of years, and we've had a, a hell of a season. And so last night in Las Vegas, before we conclude the season and crown a champion, the NFL took time to honor some of the best of the best from this past year. And before we hear from some of them, before we talk about this extravaganza, which felt like a Brown celebration, I got a question for Ryan Hickey. Ryan, how you doing, man? You good? I am good, JR. I am with you in the sense that I am ready for these two weeks to be over with. I'm ready for the somewhat, sometimes silliness to be over with, and I'm ready just to watch what is going to be a really good game on Sunday. So after the Super Bowl, what the hell do we do after that? What do we do? Get ready for March Madness and watch some NBA hoops. Let's go. Bas- it's basketball time, huh? Basketball time and ha- pitchers and catchers. Oh, pitchers. Well, yeah. Already there. So, you know, no better time to watch, you know, some long tossing and batting practice in sunny weather. And most of us are not in that. Yeah, Shohei Otani uh, showed up to work today. The Los Angeles Dodgers kicking things off before anybody. Uh, we'll talk about Shohei Otani later on in the show. But, yeah, there, there's going to be a transition here over the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, as the NFL it doesn't really ever, ever uh, take a back seat. But it's going to be moving into the offseason. Okay? Let's talk about last night. As I sat here on the air, NFL honors, you got Key Michael Peel. Did I? Key Michael Key? Keegan Michael Key. I got close, Hickey. I got close. Close. Right? I got close. I'm getting there. This guy, he's a comedian and an actor. Uh, he hosted the awards. And then we saw Cirque du Soleil. And then they finally decided to give away some awards. And uh, Hickey and I tried to best predict, you know, who was going to walk away with some of these awards. And the Browns just kicked everybody's ass. You know, and I feel like the AFC North pretty much snatched away uh, a, a lot of the, the big-time awards. Walter Payton, Man of the Year, was Cam Hayward uh, from the Steelers. We know who the MVP was going to be. We knew this for weeks. Uh, before we get into these damn Browns taking up every award, let's listen to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, he had his acceptance speech, and this is all courtesy of the NFL Network. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, without him, nothing is possible. Um, I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens, for, you know, finally getting this deal done. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to Eric, you know, shout out to Steve, Coach Harbaugh, you know, the whole, the whole unit. My offense, man, my offensive line, man, I can't thank them enough for what they've done. Um, I'm not out there blocking, you know, catching the ball, you know, uh, doing everything, you know, as my team. It's a team thing, you know, for these awards. And, you know, I want to thank my fellow man at home. Um, but you guys have a... Great night, and that's all, folks. Yeah, that's all, folks. I like that. 
Reminds me of Looney Tunes. Get in, get out, thank everybody, and then uh, thank them for the money, of course, and then keep it moving. Maybe next year we will finally see Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. He can keep on stacking up MVP awards, but uh, we we don't care about that anymore. We want to see if you can go out there and actually win a championship. And then it was time for the Browns. Now, Hickey, you were right about Coach of the Year. It ended up being Kevin Stefanski, but it was ridiculously close. As you mentioned last night, Cleveland Browns had to go through about five starting quarterbacks, two sticks of gum, and five garbage men uh, to make it to the postseason. And then they found the ultimate couch potato uh, to pull out off of his couch or pull off of his couch and onto the field, uh, that being Joe Flacco. But Kevin Stefanski helping to, to, to lead this team to the playoffs, and, and even though they, they lost, but having the success that he did, going 11-5. and 5-0 and in all these field goal close games. The defense was still top of the line. Kevin Stefanski, he was on 92-3 The Fan in Cleveland and talked about what it meant to be Coach of the Year. Very, very, very grateful. Those awards, as you guys know, I mean, Miles winning the award is uh... – is unbelievable. Coach Schwartz, Joe, uh, winning those things. And then for me, I, that thing is, is such a, a, a really a testament to it. A thousand people. Um, you don't win that award without great players. Uh, and I think about, again, Miles, you think about, <laughs> you know, uh, Amari Cooper and, 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 and what Joe did and, and Deshaun going 14 for 14 in the second half of Baltimore and, and Dustin Hopkins coming up, up with huge kicks. So it's just, I think about the players, uh, and then, you know, with my job, I'm so blessed to have some amazing people uh, around me. And, and that's the coaches, that's the staff over here, you know, down here in Berea and uh, Andrew. And just, just I'm so lucky to have some incredible people around me. So that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, that's that's what a coach does, right? Coach kisses everybody's ass so everybody can just give him a break. That's it. He's thinking about next season. He's hoping that he has a, a healthy Deshaun Watson. He's expecting, of course, Miles Garrett isn't going anywhere. And he mentioned Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett also won an award. He was the defensive player of the year. I thought it was going to go to Mr. 19 Sacks, hit everything that moves, TJ Watt, but it went to Miles Garrett. His numbers, individual numbers, less than TJ Watts across the board. People would look at Miles Garrett and the, the Cleveland's defense and just say, well, look at what he does on the field, not just measured in numbers. Look at the double teams, the triple teams. And, look, I would have given it to T.J. Watt. I don't think you lose in any type of space. Even T.J. Watt, uh, after losing out on the award, he said, this is nothing that I'm not used to. And he's correct. He could make an argument that he should have another Defensive Player of the Year award by now excluding the one that he did not win last night. So Miles Garrett walked up onto the stage, and Miles Garrett had some words after winning Defensive Player of the Year. First of all, I want to say all glory to the Most High. Without him, I, I would not be here in front of y'all today. Thank you. I want to thank my, my lovely parents who are in attendance today. I mean, without y'all love and, and support and y'all, y'all being perfect examples for me, now, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, I want to thank my, my brother and my sister who have also been great examples for me. I want to thank the, the Browns organization for y'all believing in me. Um, Jimmy, 
D. Haslam, um, Andrew Berry, uh, Kevin Stefanski, Schwartz, and uh, man, we had a, a hell of a brotherhood that helped support me and get me here as well. And I have a, a great uh, team that has been around me for the last two years, helped support me in my, my, uh, my wellness, you no know, getting together, Shay, Coral, Nicole, uh, my, my high school coach who I was able to bring here and, and bring into attendance, Coach Gonzo, thank you. It's been a blessing. And to the city of Cleveland, this one's for you. We're going to bring, bring home something bigger next time. Let's go. Oh, okay. Cleveland, this one is for you. I heard that one time from LeBron James. I, I didn't need to hear it again. But congratulations to Miles Garrett walking away with Defensive Player of the Year. I most certainly thought that the award was going to go to T.J. Watt. I was wrong. And then this one. Hickey, I guess, were we both wrong? Or is it just me when it comes down to the comeback player of the year? I think we are in the majority of a lot of people being surprised that one DeMar Hamlin did not win. Joe Flacco won the damn award. Joe Flacco spoke to Zach Gell, what is it, last week, two weeks ago, and said, hey, he needs to win the award. He deserves to win the award. And Joe Flacco rolled out of bed, left his family and his kids. He got the award. And DeMar Hamlin died on the field and came back to life. Now, you tell me a bigger comeback than that, but Joe Flacco won comeback player of the year, and it's just like, what? This is what he had to say. This was his acceptance speech for the award. Listen. First of all, I just want to congratulate all you other nominees and winners here tonight. Um, such a special group of men. I'm just honored to be up here and get to enjoy it all with you guys. Um, big thanks to the city of Cleveland and just everybody in Cleveland. Um, I want to say thank you to my teammates um, just for welcoming me into that locker room at that, at that point in the year. To welcome a new guy is not the easiest thing, so I want to say thank you to those guys. Um, I want to say thank you to the organization for just giving me the opportunity to do what I love to do, and that's play football. Um, and I want to say thank you to the city um, just for making me and my family uh, feel at home for a couple months. Uh, truly special. Um, and before I get out of here, I want to say thank you to my beautiful wife. Um, none of this would be possible without her running the show back at home and being the woman that she is. So thank you, guys. Yeah, you better thank her. I've seen this man out with his family. Their kids crawling all over the place. They are all over the place. You better thank your wife. Anyway, Damar Hamlin, at least he's out here raising awareness for people with heart issues. So uh, uh, congratulations, Damar Hamlin, for being here. And, yeah, yeah, Joe Flacco won the award. I guess uh, dying wasn't enough for Damar Hamlin, but thank God he is here. And thank God that you're here listening and locked in. Because we are two days away from the Super Bowl. We've been waiting on this for just about two weeks now. I already told you, we got a jam-packed show. We're going to hear things from the Chiefs' perspective. We're going to hear from Jawan Johnson, who played. We're going to hear from DeMonte Moore, who's played. We're going to hear from people who've been on the field. And a matter of fact, when we come back from break, we're going to hear from someone who knows all about the 49ers because he's been observing them all season long. Dieter Kurtenbach is going to come through and join us. Uh, he covers them. He's a KNBR host out in the Bay Area. He also writes for the Bay Area News Group. We're going to talk 49ers. What do we need to know? Who's not going to be healthy? What do we need to look out for as these 49ers try to beat these Chiefs in a rematch? 
the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We got Dieter on the other side. It's almost the Super Bowl. You don't got to wait longer. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're finally pulling up on the actual Super Bowl, right? We're two nights away from the game. A matter of fact, we are almost exactly two days away from kickoff. I can't wait any longer to actually talk about the game, to get some football in, to see what updates we might need to know. We're going to go ahead and get a Bay Area perspective right now. Joining us on the line is Dieter Kurtenbach. He covers this 49ers squad for the Bay Area News Group. And then also, he is a host on KNBR. Dieter, thank you for taking the time to hop on. Anytime, but I was told that I was only talking Taylor Swift on this hit, so I, I only presume that that's what we're going to hit. Well, tell me tell me what your favorite Taylor song is. <laughs> Knock it out the park. I'll tell you right now that I set myself up for failure on this one. So uh, I'm going to shake it off, and we'll, we'll get into some football. Ah, look at that. Listen, we're in the same boat. I, I, I start and end that shake it off. So there, there we have it. Catchy, what can we do? Yeah, I, I don't know anything else. I heard it in a Gap commercial, and it's stuck in my brain. <laughs> there it is. Hey, Dieter, is. Matt, how, how were things uh, out in Vegas this week? Uh, you know, the, the, the circus, normal circus, I know the weather was cold. <laughs> what, what was it, Dieter? Yeah. It's, I mean, I'll give Vegas credit for this. It's organized well. They know what they're doing with a big event. I think that, uh, I think that it's a really good place to have a Super Bowl. I'm very happy I came home to the Bay Area instead of staying for the game. I'll put it that way. The chaos of the the four days, five days I was there. I mean, I'm not a Vegas guy. Uh, if you're a Vegas person, it's got to be Mecca. But if you're not a Vegas person, man, it's hell. And uh, it was it was pretty wild seeing more and more people coming uh, onto the strip day in day out. I'll say this: this is going to be the only Super Bowl where a bunch of fans who bought tickets a couple of months ago thinking their team might be there, they held on to their tickets. 
They held on to their hotel reservations. I, did, I saw a lot of 49ers fans, saw a lot of Chiefs fans, obviously. But, man, I was seeing Lions fans and Ravens fans oh, and wow. Packers fans. I mean, I, I think people are there for the show, and Vegas puts on one hell of a show. And I think this game is going to be a hell of a show no matter where you're watching. Uh, Dieter Kurtenbach is here with us, the JR Sport Be Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, given, given you followed this 49ers team all season long, and now that we're two days away, is there anything that we really need to pay attention to? Any any injuries, last-second updates? I heard a fire alarm went off the other day, keeping <laughs> a couple folks up. Well, what's the latest? Yeah, it, it's it's all pretty solid for San Francisco right now. The one injury that, that has some things moving around, and, man, I mean, it, it, you're really pushing it when you're saying this is a big-time injury, is Joe Thune, the left guard for the Kansas City Chiefs. He, he's probably not going to play. We're talking about a left guard. Listen, I'm a, I'm a former offensive lineman, so I, I respect my left guards. I was tackle, but I respect my left guards. But, I mean, Joe Thune being the, the name that we're worrying about all week tells you just how healthy the 49ers are going into this game, just how healthy the Chiefs are going into this game, which, which only adds to the excitement because you don't want to have two great teams, unquestionably great teams, uh, have this game be decided sort of in the way – you remember Super Bowl LV in Tampa was decided when Kansas City just didn't have an offensive line for that yeah. game, and uh, they only scored nine points, and Patrick Mahomes did his best, but that was nowhere near good enough to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I don't think we're going to have a situation like that. I don't think we're going to have anybody coming out of this game saying, man, if we only had this guy, because they got everybody. Well, Dieter, I mean, one of the, the folks that the, the 49ers do have is Brock Purdy. and We all know his story. A lot of players show him love. And some folks in the media who just kind of go, ah, yeah, well, he's, he's a result of everyone that's around him. Yeah. You've seen him. You've been around him. What are yeah. your thoughts on him overall as a player and as a person? You know who else is a result of all the players around him? Every quarterback who's ever played the game. Like, he is – I'm not going to say he's Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to say he's the next coming of Joe Monte. I'm not going to say any of that. There are warts in Brock Purdy's game. There are warts in Patrick Mahomes' game, I should note. Few but some. Uh, every quarterback has flaws, and most of the quarterbacks who reach this stage have something that you can hang your hat on and say they're pretty damn good at this. Even Jared Goff, you can put that down for him. Even Jimmy Garoppolo, you can put that down for him. Um, this guy, though, is special, and I don't know how the narrative coming into this week, last week, after watching that dude put it on his back in the NFC Championship game, just do the damn thing in the second half of the NFC Championship game, how we're still talking about this guy just sort of being along for the ride. What have people been watching? I knew going into the playoffs that people aren't, like, watching Brock Purdy snaps. I know that they're not putting in the work that I have to put in, having covered this team on a day-to-day basis. I understand that. I, I can see that point. But when you're watching playoff games and you're seeing this dude lead not one but two Big-time, late-game comebacks, the second of which unprecedented in the history of the NFC playoffs, and we're still talking about it's everybody else but him. Man, the tape tells you the exact opposite story. There have been five quarterbacks that preceded Brock Purdy between Jimmy Garoppolo and him. There have been a lot of course, seven, eight quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan has had in San Francisco. He got Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, I don't think has a job next year in the mm. league, certainly not a starting one. They got, he got them to the Super Bowl, and they didn't allow him to throw the ball in those playoffs. <laughs> that was how they got to the Super Bowl. That was a byproduct of everybody around him. Brock Purdy is taking this 
putting the team on his back, having one of the best statistical seasons in the history of the NFL, getting MVP votes, going out there and balling. He had a damn near perfect game a couple of times this year. He was money all season long. He's got it. He's a swashbuckler. He pushes the ball down the field. These narratives about Brock Purdy, people are going to be in for a big surprise if they only heard about Brock Purdy and they finally get to watch him on Sunday because he's pretty much the opposite quarterback of what everyone seems to think he is. And honestly, it's embarrassing that people come out here still peddling this nonsense. I don't care where he got drafted. The dude can ball. Yeah, the, the results are there. I, I don't know too many dudes who just wake up and have the success that he's had in a, a year and a half, let alone be an MVP candidate. Uh, Dieter Kurtenbach yep. is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. We, we have seen that the 49ers over these past couple of playoff games, there's some slow starts. They're, they're <laughs> causing people to have minor heart attacks. How do they <laughs> need to adjust here? outside of just starting off a little hotter? What specifically? I, I mean, it, it, I wish I could get more specific than they can't get high on their own supply going into the Super Bowl. And I think that they, uh, I think that's where they were at. I think that they looked at Green Bay and they looked at Detroit. And ultimately, the results proved this to be the case. But they just thought, man, we're better than these guys. This should be a you know, playoff game. We'll have to fight a little bit. But we, we, should, we should roll them. And frankly, they should have. They should have rolled them. And the fact that they were able to win both of those games with how poorly they played for the first three quarters against Green Bay for the first half against Detroit tells you, yeah, they probably should have rolled them the entire game, that they can just turn it on like that and get the dub. So I, I, at home, a little bit of rust, a little bit of rain, a little bit of Amon Ross St. Brown, like they, 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 really, they really put themselves into a corner because I don't think they felt threatened. And they made, maybe needed to, to challenge themselves a little bit more subconsciously with those two games. If you look at Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and you're not immediately threatened, if you look at this Chiefs defense, which is sound, and you're not immediately threatened, if you think, yeah, this should be a walk in the park, man, football's not for you, and this team deserves what they get, and they will get got if that's what happens. Uh, but I don't, I don't sense that to be the case at all. If for no other reason, there's a lot of guys on this team who really want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl because they were there on the field, and they thought they had the Lombardi Trophy in their hands with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, up by 10 points, third and 15, and it all slipped away. And they have thought about that, and they are admitting to it now. Every day of their life since, and they got to make right on the promise they've made to themselves that they would, they would get revenge for that, and it's all set up perfectly for them. If they can't come out hot, they can't come out firing in this game, man, break it all down. <laughs> End it all, because this is as good as it gets for them to come out just raring. Well, well Dieter, well, you, you see the team. You just bigged up the Chiefs. We know about the defense. The, the offense looks like it's, it's elevating at the right time. By the time we get to, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, Sunday night, Sunday evening, who do you yeah. think is going to hoist the Vince Lombardi trophy? I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking them by nine. And I, I, I'm telling you right now, it's not about – I don't I, – I'm telling you flat out, I don't care if the 49ers win or lose. My job isn't about that. I don't care. It's, it's more interesting for me if they do lose. I can write more stuff. If they win, what's there to write? Everything that they said they were going to do, they did. End of story. If they lose, I get a full offseason of 49ers coverage. So maybe that is what I want to happen. But I'm just, I, 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 
I'm watching these two teams in the lead up to this. I'm watching every Niner snap. I've seen every Chiefs snap for the last couple of years now. This Chiefs team, listen, you got to give them props. They're here, and they're doing it in a way that's very reminiscent of the New England Patriots in that they went into these three playoff games in the AFC, and they just said, we're not going to lose this game. We're going to let the other team lose this game. We might not win it, but they're going to lose it, and we're going to make sure we put them in positions where they can lose it. Miami was done the second they walked off that bus. It was minus four degrees outside, and they said, we're done. Body language? (laughs) What body language? They were frozen. I lived in Miami. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm I'm still a wimp about the cold. I grew up in Chicago. I lived in Miami. You spend a month in Miami, and now suddenly if it gets 60 degrees, you're wearing a coat. Minus four? Hell no. Then you're talking about the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills came into that game with no defense, the pressure of the world on their shoulders. Biggest game those guys had ever played on that Buffalo Bills team, and a one-man band as an offense because Stephon Diggs is MIA, and Josh Allen, listen, he tried. He tried, and uh, it didn't work out for him because one-man bands don't make it in the playoffs very far, and he took them as far as they could go. Buffalo also had no pass rush to speak of in that game, much less, I mean, no defense, but no pass rush. And then you go up against the Baltimore Ravens, who had the weirdest game plan I've ever seen. You got Lamar Jackson, perhaps the greatest runner of the football at the quarterback position in the history of the game, standing back there for 10 Mississippi every snap, trying to, I don't know, be Peyton Manning. Uh, that's not your game, my man. You need to <laughs> need to do what you are great at. And, yeah, you'll have some chances to throw the ball, but take what the defense gives you. They dared Lamar Jackson to beat them with his feet, which just sounds dumb, but I don't know. It worked, and the Chiefs scored 17 points and won that game. This notion that Kansas City is some sort of super team is laughable to me. This is the worst Chiefs team to be in a Super Bowl in the Mahomes era. They got here because the other teams in the AFC – beat themselves, and Kansas City is too good a team to, uh, to, to self-implode. They can just stand back and let the other team do it to themselves. The 49ers have that ability, right? The 49ers can come out slow. They can be high on their own supply. They can beat themselves, no doubt about it. But I don't think they're going to. And I, I, I watch them. That's not really their M.O. And so uh, I, I, I just think that the Niners are markedly better. Everyone's talking Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, what? He had 2.4 yards per carry against Baltimore. We're talking about Christian McCaffrey. If we want to talk about a great running back, talking about Rasheed Rice, I got Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel for you. you. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling though is definitely in those guys' classes. I roll my eyes. Tight end Travis Kelsey, incredible. Ten out of ten. You know who else is a ten out of ten? George Kittle. And I, I know a lot of love has been given to the Kansas City defense. I've given a lot of love to the Kansas City defense all year. I've been big on this, that this is a defense-first team. But they are sound and not dynamic. Mm. And the way you beat the 49ers is by being dynamic. That's what we saw on Christmas night with Baltimore. Baltimore's crazy. You don't know where they're coming from. they got nine guys on the line of scrimmage, and they might only rush one, or they might find a tenth dude to bring in there. And Brock Purdy was, uh, I'll say it, a little shook. That's not Kansas City's game. They'll blitz you, but they're telling you exactly what they're doing every play. And by the way, that's, that's true on offense now. We talk all the time, Andy Reid, two weeks to prepare. Man, they had to figure out about halfway through the season that the playbook needed to get condensed down to a two-page sheet. That, that's where they're at now. They're telling you what they're going to run by their personnel schemes every time they step on the field. You get those three tight ends on the field, guess what? They're running the ball, and they're running it up the middle. You take those tight ends off the field, they're passing the ball. 
I don't think a lot of the 49ers defense compared to the prior time these two teams played, this is a worse defense. But, man, if you can't scheme up something against that, I don't know what you're doing in this game. And, frankly, I, I think the benefit of the doubt going to Kansas City because they got to this game overlooking a regular season where they just struggled like yeah, hell but that's all year, five of eight, and now not giving the benefit of the doubt to the 49ers when they kicked ass all regular season, it's baffling to me. I get it. No one wants to bet against Mahomes as an underdog. Yeah. I'm not betting against Brock Purdy and the 49ers on any on any night. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out in, in in two days from now, Dieter. I'm certainly gonna remember every word you said. I think most of us acknowledge the 49ers are a, a superior team. Uh, I think yeah. a lot a lot of us, including me, just look at Mahomes and go, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go with the it's quarterback, fair. especially if it's a close game. To, to wrap things up here, Dieter, you're you're on KNBR. What is the yeah. vibe in the Bay Area? Are, are, are people feeling like, hey, we're going to steamroll them? Are they, they hesitant? Nah. Are they afraid? What's the vibe? Hesitant and afraid is probably not right. But I think, a lot, I, think, I think the vast majority of folks that I've talked to in Vegas and certainly in the Bay Area are like you, right? And, and let's be real about this. The Super Bowl is going to bring out a lot of casuals. And that's great. That's what makes you know, the Super Bowl the spectacle that it is. I like having people who don't watch football all year jump in for this. And what do they know? They know that Patrick Mahomes has been here four out of the last five years, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they know that he is the man. And he will go down as the greatest quarterback who ever lived. But that doesn't mean he can't lose. And that doesn't mean that this Chiefs team is markedly better. Again, as you said, this 49ers team is a much better team. Maybe you didn't say much. I'm paraphrasing here, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I think they're a much better team than Kansas City. And, yes, it is a head coach and a quarterback league. I just think that everyone's looking at Mr. Irrelevant and saying, well, Mahomes, Mr. Irrelevant. They're letting these narratives, they're letting this nonsense seep in, and the tape tells an entirely different story, man. The Chiefs run the offense that everyone thinks the 49ers run. Just a bunch of dink and dunk, kind of run it up the middle, a lot of screen passes. No one runs more screen passes than the Kansas City Chiefs. And the 49ers run the offense that everyone thinks the Chiefs run. They're bombing it deep. They got this crazy play action. They're extending plays with their feet in the backfield and the quarterback. I think a lot of people are in for a big surprise because people have not got up on the game uh, with San Francisco 49ers yet or really with the Chiefs yet. And I think a lot of casuals in the sports media, ourselves excluded, of course, uh, are are leading people the wrong way going into this game. I think it should be fun. I think it's going to be a blast. But, again, unless the Niners want to go out there and beat themselves, and I just don't get that sense at all from them, they're going to run them. They're going to run them by nine. All right. There we have it. Dieter Kurtenbach joining us, the JR Sport Re Show on CBS Sports Radio. Dieter, where can people keep up with you and follow your musings on Taylor Swift as well as the 49ers? <laughs> San Jose Mercury News and KNBR. I guess you can find me on whatever the hell they're calling that social media site, X, Twitter, whatever. Uh, uh, I'll post my stuff there at Dieter, D I E T E R, and. Uh, Yes, I'm on threads, too. I don't know. If you find me on threads, let me know, because I don't know if anyone's found me there yet. Oh, I'm sure you got a, a couple of ports from, uh, you know, IG that found you over there, Dita. We'll see. No doubt. No doubt. Th- thank you, man. Enjoy the game, and, and let's see how things roll. If Brock Purdy and the 49ers win, oh, you're you going to have a lot of Brock Purdy stories to write. That's, that's going to be the news. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Dieter. Dieter Kurtenbach, a writer for the Barrier News Group and also – K-N-B-R. Just an excellent conversation. Thank you so much, Dieter, uh, for giving some of your time. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 
he's right. The 49ers do have more talent. It just is tough to go ahead and root against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And we have seen them get beat in the postseason. We have seen them get beat in the Super Bowl. It just feels like somehow, some way, he's going to come up with a way to win. Unless the team just gets smashed. It's not a one-man game out here. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We know when it comes down to uh, coaches, they can be very influential. And I want to talk about some college coaches, former NFL coaches, who are still doing a lot of moving around, even this late in the game, in college football. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you so much. Dieter Kurtenbach joined us from the Bay Area. He says he doesn't give a damn who wins or loses. That's how I feel about a lot of sports. But he's going with the 49ers. And he is correct. He looks at the San Francisco 49ers and he says they, they got more talent. The Kansas City Chiefs, he says a lot of these teams that they've beat, they have beaten themselves. Kansas City Chiefs do have the best player on the football field, and even though he's the quarterback, he can't throw and catch the ball. I would think that their defense would keep them in the game. But, yeah, the 49ers, they've they've had some slow starts here in the postseason. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a good one. And typically when it comes down to these Super Bowl games, we either see one team get steamrolled or – we get a close one. We get a classic. This one might be a flip of the coin, but I'm going to think I'm going to edge toward this being a close game, and I'm going to give the Kansas City Chiefs the edge. Super Bowl is looking us right in the face. Super Bowl 58 on Westwood One is streaming for free, sponsored by AutoZone. On Super Bowl Sunday, hear every minute of Westwood One's broadcast live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. So get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions, they do uh, apply. Yeah, we might be two days away from the Super Bowl, but somehow, some way, college football ends up in the news this afternoon. As we've heard from Rich Ackerman, Chip Kelly is moving on. It looks like, well, it doesn't look like Chip Kelly is gone from UCLA after six seasons. After having basically a 500 record of 35 and 34, they went eight and five last year. UCLA looks like a team that's kind of sleepwalking to just about nowhere. Well, I know where they are going. They're going to be going over to the Big Ten. And the fact is, Chip Kelly He's, he's bailing. This man is saying, I am going to be, reportedly, the new offensive coordinator for the Ohio State University. And it's been reported that he's been trying to bail out of here 
for a minute now. I guess he wanted to leave before he got the boot. Michael Lombardi, who actually joined us here on this show earlier this week, he was on Pat McAfee's show today, and he disclosed that as recently as last year, he was trying to switch teams. Listen to this. Chip's been trying to get out of UCLA. He interviewed for the University of Cincinnati job last year. I don't know if many people know that, but he did. He didn't get that job. Obviously, oh, he just didn't get it? Cincinnati? He didn't get it. No, they did. They, they hired Satterfield. I, 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 there's something going what? on. Chip Kelly wanted to coach for Cincinnati, and they did not hire him? They From L.A.? They hire him. It's absolutely. And so that's fact. That's not debatable. Yeah, fact. That's not debatable. What, what else is new? A college coach trying to bail on the university. Well, now he's gone. And so C.J. Stroud, who last night just won NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, he was making the rounds on Radio Row, and he was chatted up with Yahoo Sports, and he was able to react in in live time knowing that, hey, his former school got a new O.C. Listen. Uh, Shout out Coach Day, man. I love Coach Day. He's developed me into a great quarterback for this league, and I appreciate him a lot. My coach, Coach Dennis, Coach Fitch, you know, uh, all great coaches that helped me, but I think Chip is going to be an amazing fit. Uh, he coached Coach Day in college, and that's kind of where Coach Day got all of his offensive thoughts from and, of course, put his twist and, and things on that. So, you know, I'm excited to see what Ohio State does this year. Yeah, Ryan Day played quarterback up at New Hampshire for this man when he was the offensive coordinator. Well, that, that being uh, Chip Kelly. Now, this is the part that really stinks. The players. The players are cooked. The players have about a month to sit around in the transfer portal but let's be real. It's it's almost the middle of February. Where the hell are these players going to go? What are they going to do? This is another case of the head coach leaving the school, the university, high and dry. Like, what else is new? And so when people want to make arguments about the, the, the changes, and yes, a lot of the changes in college athletics, they, they could have, quote, unquote, been smoothed out. We could have had an easier transition into NIL and players making money. But damn, where's, I guess there, there are no, no ethics, right? There are no morals. Like if you want to transfer out and go to another school and, and Chip Kelly and his staff has sold you a bill of goods as to why you need to be here at UCLA, well, now you're cooked. Where are you going? What you going to do? Going nowhere. It's not the only move. We see Bill O'Brien. The reason why Chip Kelly is over at Ohio State is because Bill O'Brien, someone who helped ruin the Texans before they got C.J. Stroud, Bill O'Brien said, oh, oh, I can move to, to Boston College and be a head coach. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that instead. And so just, just remember this. It's not just a matter of sports. In most cases, it's a, it's a matter of life. People are going to look out for their ass first, even if they signed on the dotted line to take care of you, especially with this college stuff. Who gives a damn about the students, right? I got millions of dollars to, uh, to make while you kind of suffer for a few months. Who cares about your education and your scholarship? Coaches drive me nuts. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We have so much more to do as we continue on with this show. Next hour. We're going to have a conversation with Saints tight end. Jawan Johnson's going to come through with his wife. Uh, we're going to talk about this on the other end. We also got a Hall of Fame announcement. We know who's going into Canton. And we also know Emmett Smith, someone already in Canton, 
He's not a fan of the Cowboys right now. Not at all. It's the JR Sport B Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Don't go nowhere. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.